Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Tyler, your host. I just wanted to take a quick second to sneak a little uh, talk with y'all. There's a wager going on in this episode between myself and one of my favorite people in the world, Nathan. So, if you hear me suddenly start yelling and celebrating in uh, the intro of the show, don't be alarmed. It just means I won the wager. And if you hear me get upset, well, it's because I lost. So I just want to give you all a quick warning. There might be some celebrational yelling at the beginning of this episode. Hey, I love y'all, and I will see y'all in the episode. Bye. It is the year 1987. A young man has just taken his girlfriend out to a remote cabin for what was supposed to be a romantic weekend. Little did either of them know that by the end of this weekend, one would be dead, unspeakable creatures would be roaming the world, and one would have a groovy new hand. And it's all because of a book. What book, you ask? The Necronomicon. Hello, everyone. This is Kyle, and welcome to Cryptozoomology, where we talk about everything horror-related, spooky, and just whatever. I am the host, and I am continuing my HP Lovecraft marathon by discussing the Necronomicon. And with me, as always, is... Hey, guys, it's Lorna. The one that's groovier than Kyle, Drew. But yes, today we are discussing the Necronomicon. It is the book that's basically in the center of everything within the H.P. Lovecraft universe. And so I'm going to discuss just its history within the real world uh, and the history of the book within the Lovecraft mythos. Kiss him, Lorna. Kiss him. He's beautiful. So He sure is. He is. Are y'all ready to begin? Yes! That was very excited. I don't know why. I'm I'm here. Drew, you ready to begin? Yeah. And with that, our investigation begins. Fuck! Listeners, I lost the bet. (laughs) Lorna and Drew are very confused right now. So, I'm going to fill them in. I made a bet with Nathan that Drew was going to make some kind of smart-ass comment about me doing the evil death for the intro story, and he didn't do it. So on the next episode of Tangents, I have to explain why Nathan is a much better host than I am and why Common Sense is a better show than Tangents. Fuck you, Then Tangents, yes. Well, to be fair, I did not oh, know I wasn't going to put crypto. I wasn't going to do crypto because Tangents is my show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to be honest, I didn't know anything about this bet. I just, no. the, whole, the whole time, uh, 
you're reading my you motherfucker. No, Nathan and I, we had rules. We were like, okay, neither one of us can tell Drew. Uh, and Drew has to say it naturally. I can't sit there and try to goat him into saying it. It has to be Drew naturally making some kind of smart-ass comment. And my bet was on how did I know you were going to do that? Yeah. Technically, I did, because I said the one groovier than Kyle. No, that wasn't a smart-ass comment about my story, though. That was you just making an Evil Dead reference. We had rules and everything. Fair. Oh, yeah. Well, I apologize, but hey. Don't. You made Nathan's day. I'll text him in a minute and tell him he won. Never bet against me. <laughs> okay. So that's what the opening message was that I recorded before y'all came on was me telling the uh, viewers, hey, there might be some yelling after the intro. So whether it's a celebrating yelling or me upset yelling, I don't know yet. Fuck you, Drew. Anyway. (laughs) So the Necronomicon, also referred to as the Book of the Dead, under the and also known as the, and this is Arabic, so I am sorry if I say this wrong, uh, Kitab al-Haza, as if. I'm not sure. It's Arabic. I'm going to try to stay away from the Arabic for a while. But yeah, those are the three main uh, books or the three main titles. When I say book of the or the Necronomicon, what do y'all typically think of, Lauren Andrew? Either, you know, Evil Dead, Army of Darkness, or seeing it at Barnes and Noble all the time. And like, okay. Drew. Sorry, I think my I think my cat is possessed right now. Oh, it's fine. They're cats. They're always possessed. That's fair. Um, yeah, same thing as normal. Evil Dead, the games. I have not come across in a bookstore, though. You can find a couple of, uh, like, the knockoffs that, and we're going to go over the ones that you usually find in bookstores because uh, a lot of them have a lot of wrong information in it. But, uh, Yes, so this is the fictional grimoire that appears in many of H.P. Lovecraft's stories and were used by many of his uh, friends when they... I had that one. I might still have it. I have to check my boxes. Have what? I looked away. held up a Necronomicon from Amazon. Ah. But uh, I used to have Army of Darkness. Uh, no, no, Evil Dead in the case that was the Necronomicon. Oh, yeah. And we're going to go, of course, we're going to go over that one. But uh, it's such a pretty cover. It really is. I have no reason to buy it. I still prefer the one bound in flesh. Yeah, we'll go over that one. I I have a whole bit for that one. But yeah, the book first was first mentioned in Lovecraft's 1924 short story, The Hound. Sorry, written in 1922. Although the man in the Lovecraft universe that wrote the Necronomicon, uh, Abdul 
Alahazard. I think that's how you say it. Uh, I'm just going to stick with Abdul, and I'll explain why here in just a little bit. But uh, he was quoted a year earlier in uh, Lovecraft's The Nameless City. So Lovecraft had been planting seeds about this book for a little while before it was first introduced. Uh, the book is often used for uh, summoning the old ones, their history, and different uh, rituals for protection, little things like that. Lovecraft claimed that the Necronomicon came to him in a dream. Uh, some believe that he actually got the he got influenced by Robert W. Chambers' collection of short stories, The King in Yellow, but it's reported Lovecraft hadn't read that book until 1927, about three years after the book was introduced in his universe. Uh, according to Lovecraft, the name is Greek, and it means an image of the law of the dead, but it's also been translated to Book of the Names of the Dead, Book of the Laws of the Dead, Book of Dead Names, Knower of the Laws of Dead, Book Considering or Classifying the Dead. Uh, Lovecraft was often asked about how real the Necronomicon was, and he's always maintained that it is just a product of his creation. Anything so far, you two? Well, he is kind of a, he was kind of a selfish man, so we'll see. All right. It, it gets a little bit worse. Oh, of course. It's H.P. Lovecraft. What do you expect? So in the, in the Lovecraft universe, Lovecraft mythos, Cthulhu mythos, whatever you want to call it, which I'll go over this later on in another episode, Lovecraft hated the term Cthulhu mythos. He, abs he didn't want it called Cthulhu Mythos because he didn't like Cthulhu that much. Well, Which, he can get uh, over himself even. because Mythos is a great word. And yeah. it really is. And I'm just uh, not going to touch that one because... Yeah, yeah, it's odd because Cthulhu has probably become his most recognizable creature. But oh, 100%. Exactly. Yeah, I mean... He just thought it was a decent creature because, honestly, Cthulhu's only mentioned in two or three Lovecraft stories, if I remember right. Huh. Uh, and that's in his, and that's including Call of Cthulhu, his big story. But, uh, I mean, when somebody mentions H.P. Lovecraft, my first thought is Cthulhu. Yeah. Same. And, yeah, that's 90% of the world's first thought. The other 10 is probably racist bastard. <laughs> the story behind the bastard. That's right. <laughs> if you can listen to that episode, it should be on Spotify. And I mean, hopefully, I hope so. hopefully my Nathan and Drew's Shorzy episode is on It there. is. Okay. Small tangent about that, because I gave Nathan hell about this. I had no control over when that episode got put up. Nick texted me and said, oh, shit, I forgot to upload the Shorzy episode. I'll do it today. Whoopsie! And... As I'm reading that message, I'm seeing, I'm listening to Nathan going, oh, wow, I bet Kyle didn't even send it on Common Sense. I was like, fuck you, Nathan. <laughs> I mean, I just figured you forgot. I can't it's blame not you. my fault. No, I can't blame you because you've been having a hectic week. Like, That's true. I have been. 
By no, the way, how, uh, how this are you one doing, is old Kyle? Nick, Nick, I love you. Kyle, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. Huh? I'm not feeding into that. Anyway. <laughs> you knew it was coming, though. Yes. Uh, so in the Cthulhu mythos, I'm just going to call it that because I know he would have hated it. The story... The- let me interrupt real fast. It does roll off the tongue a lot better than anything else. I'm just going to say that. Uh, one person wanted to call it the, uh, if I remember right, the Haster mythos, which, Drew, do you know who the Haster is? He is not a Lovecraft creation. He was created by one of Lovecraft's friends, and he first appeared, or Haster was first mentioned in the King in Yellow short story collection that I mentioned earlier. Uh, Hasher, this is going to be a spoiler for a much, much later episode, probably either the second to last or last episode of my marathon. Hasher's my favorite out of all of the Cthulhu Mythos creatures. I absolutely love him. Uh, Why? Because he is Cthulhu's half-brother and they fight all the time. I think it's hilarious. (laughs) Hester lives to spite Cthulhu. But yeah, I'll go over that in the King in Yellow episode. Uh, But back to the Necronomicon. It was written by Abdul. I'm just going to stick with the first name because Abdul is not even an Arabic name. It doesn't follow any of the traditional Arabic names because I... Listeners, I'm going to be very honest. I am completely dumb when it comes to this. I read the explanation and it wasn't clicking for me. So I'm going to try to explain it. Basically, uh, if, I re- if I'm understanding it correctly, Arabic names are last name first and then the first name. And then it's really weird to have two nouns next to each other or something like that. It's very strange. Uh, So yeah, when H.P. Lovecraft created Abdul, apparently this was a character he created when he was five years old. This is one of his first uh, creations. Uh, And he used uh, the name Abdul as a pen name for himself for quite before he became a big famous Arthur, which you Arthur. know what Lorna? You said Arthur. Alright, too. I did. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it just threw me off. I was up. like, wait. Anyway. See, you know, I went to Arthur, you know, Ardvark Arthur. Yeah. From, yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sitting here trying to look up like history of the name Abdul. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send you the full name and then you can look it up and maybe you have better luck understanding it than I do. No, I don't need to go to the internet. I need to send it to Lorna. <laughs> okay. There you go. All right. So Abdul was said to be a half-crazed Arab. That's how H.P. Lovecraft described him. Uh, which gave him the title of the Mad Arab. And he worshipped the Lovecraftian entities, Yogg-Sagoth and Cthulhu, in the early 700s CE. 
What does CE stand for? Do either one of you know? Common era. Common era. Mm-hmm. Did we go over it's... that in an episode? Yes, we did. I think we did. It I was a dragon it. episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Because yep. uh-huh. that's what a lot of historians use nowadays. Okay. To describe anything after zero year. Okay. Uh, Abdul was a nomad who often traveled until his mysterious death in shut up phone 738 CE in Damascus where he spent his life writing the Necronomicon his cause of death you may ask seized by an invisible monster in broad daylight and devoured horribly before a large number of frightened witnesses Sounds like a show recently that I can't do spoilers for. <laughs> anyway, because <laughs> I know which show you're talking about because it's the one yeah. you've been talking about a lot. Because it's good. <laughs> I'm just happy you're happy, love. Thanks. In 950 CE, it was translated, the Necronomicon was translated into Greek and given the title Necronomicon by Theodorus Philites. I believe I'm saying that correctly because it's either Philites or Philates, like the uh, satyr Phil- from her. Philites. Philites? Aha! I'm going to call him Phil. <laughs> A fictional scholar from Constantinople. This version embelled certain experiments to terrible attempts before being suppressed and burnt in 1050 by uh, Pat, uh, Patricia Michael. I, Lovecraft came up with weird names. Uh, a historian figure. Oh, shit. This is an actual person. <laughs> Uh, This person died in 1059. I think it's Patricia. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. We're used to that by now. In 2220 or 1228, the work was only heard figuratively until it was translated from Greek into Latin by Olus Wormius. That's probably wrong, but here's the weird thing about that. Olis was an actual Danish scholar who lived from the years 1588 to 1624. You know, not sure how he was translating it in 1228, but hey, good for him. Yeah, this timeline is weird. Like... I think Lovecraft just picked names that sounded good at the time. Picks named names and dates. Because as we established, Lovecraft thought he was a very smart man, when in reality, meh, he was all right. Both the Latin and Greek text, aka the history relates, were banned by Pope Gregory IX in 1232 though the Latin editions apparently published in 15th century Germany and 17th century Spain. 
a Greek edition was printed in Italy in the first half of the 16th century. The Elizabethan magician, John Dee, who lived from 1527 to 1609, allegedly translated the book, presumably into English, but Lovecraft wrote that this version was never printed and only fragments survived. Because again, all of that is just stuff Lovecraft made up as he was making the history of the Necronomicon. None of this most likely happened. Uh, according to Lovecraft, the Arabic version of the Necronomicon had already disappeared by the time the Greek version was banned in 1050, though he cites a vague account of a secret copy appearing in San Francisco during the 20th century that later perished in a fire. <laughs> the, the Greek version, he writes, has not been reported. I want to see if y'all can figure out what historical event he's talking about in this one. Since the burning of a certain Salem man's library in 1692. Lovecraft is basically saying the Salem witch trials happened because of the Necronomicon. No! <laughs> what? Was that? was that one of your little ones just going, what? Yeah, well, because she walked by and I admitted the no. <laughs> She's adorable. Oh, can I bring this man back to life and just beat him alone? just for the ridiculous history that he made up. Yeah. Up. Wow. I sound really Southern there. <laughs> like. Go ahead, because there's here. not a lot of history for the Necronomicon, so if you want to go on a rant, by all means, I need a drink anyway. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> I know it's supposed to be a fictional thing, but you're, ah, this is basically the equivalent of someone in our age saying that 9-11 happened because of the Necronomicon. Which I'm sure there's a book out there that does that. My eye is literally twitching. Lorna like, is not a happy witch. No, I'm not. Because, like, there is no time. <laughs> no ties to the Salem witch trials to any mention of like a ne necronomicon or you okay love no okay i am i am i don't have the ability i am not a necromancer i have no ability to bring anybody back from the dead but i'm going to find someone to do it so i can bring back this bastard to life and just you know pummel him bludgeon him bludgeon him that's our, that's I our know a doctor, Dr. Herbert West, who I will cover in a later episode, but he could, he could probably help bringing him back to life. <laughs> okay, my rant's over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, according to the history of the Necronomicon, which is a book you can find on uh, Amazon, it's basically someone else trying to write the uh, history of the Necronomicon. 
from what I've heard, it's hit or miss. Uh, I think it was like $40, so I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> but according to that book, the very act of studying the inherently dangerous uh, text within the Necronomicon typically end with people getting terrible ends. Basically, don't read the book, yada, yada. Something we hear every time. Yes, Lorna? I can't. I can't. I'm just going to drink my water. Anything, Drew? Nope, I'm just enjoying this. While the book is mentioned in many of Lovecraft's works, he was sparing in details about, what's, about its appearance and context. He once wrote that if anyone were to try to write the Necronomicon, it would disappoint all who have shredded at cryptic references of it. Uh, the only big thing we know in the Necronomicon is the famous quote from 1921's The Nameless City and then 1928's Call of Cthulhu. Uh, the big quote, which is, that is not dead, which can eternal lie, and with strange aeons, even death may die. That's kind of become Lovecraft's big famous quote. I don't know why. I don't think it's all that fancy. But I guess people back then just thought it was spooky. Just talking about death is spooky. Um, I, okay. So I want y'all to take a second and I want you to both describe what you what? think the Necronomicon would look like. Are we coming from the fact that it was developed in what year in Arabic uh, culture? It was like 500 CE. Let me double check. 700 CE. Okay. Yes, I want you both to describe what you think the Necronomicon looks like, and then I will tell you how H.P. Lovecraft described it. Okay, well, being that it was... Now, Anything, Drew? Trying to think. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I would guess just like this. Okay, was the Sam Raimi version any near anywhere near? I'm not going to give you any hints. So, but yesterday I would have worked. Okay, so oh my goodness, where are we going? Because like history, like you have to think. Okay, I'm coming from a very Historical way? Yes, because <laughs> ancient texts are usually, you know, done on some form of, like, papyrus. So I would think, like, maybe just a bound, like, a twine-bound book written with, um, like, like ink, like, like, handmade, like, hand-crushed ink and other pigments. Like, that's what I think of. Like, you look at these these old, like, way before anything for, like, Gutenberg Press, 
So like a very, very old form of paper. And the fact that it was it initially written in Arabic? Yep. Okay. It was so, Arabic, then Greek, then Latin, then English. That's a really weird timeline, by the way. Like that's a really weird timeline to me. But I'm also thinking like when I hear old Greek, I I think of ancient Greece and ancient Greece it existed before. <laughs> Arabic language, and this is why the timeline is bugging the hell out of me. <sighs> okay, so what I see is, you know, the the twine, the the rough like hip twine bound papyrus book that has, you know, the handwritten Arabic words that you know read from right to left. I believe. Yeah, you read Arabic from right to left, right? I think so. Let me look that up. So that's what, that's what I'm seeing. And it's probably gonna, not even going to be historically accurate when you tell me what it is. And I'm going to be really mad about it. Drew, what are you picturing? I'm going to guess like an old leather-bound book. Kind of like what Lorna's saying, but more so covered like leather, not... Like the old, uh, you know, the, the almanac. It is like right, the right to left. I was right, sorry. So good. Yeah, like how almanacs look, that really pretty uh, covering with like the little lines on the long spine of it. Well, Drew was close. It's, he describes it as basically a black journal that might have metal claps on it. <laughs> Lauren is not happy. She's triggered. <laughs> It is very rare to see historical tests, text with any sort of metal on them, especially before the 1100s. Very rare. Like most, most, mind you. Like if you think about the Library of Alexander, were scrolls, not books. Granted, that's also ancient Greek, but if you, okay. <laughs> So yeah, basically the big scary book everyone talks about is just a black journal. That might, I'm sorry, that might have metal claps on it. Uh, most versions, that I'm breaking into our world now, most versions of Necronomicons that you can find at like Barnes and Noble, Amazon, just have bad information in it. Most of them don't even cover some of Lovecraft's stuff. They just take a name and then write stuff in it. Now, in their defense, as I said earlier, Lovecraft didn't really talk about what was in the book all that much. So it's just kind of one of those, do what you will with it. Uh, Back to Cthulhu Mythos. Uh, there are five main copies of the book, which are found in the British Museum, the Widener Library of Harvard University, the University of Bionis Errors, and someplace in France that I 
have no idea how to say I'm not even going to try because I don't even think those are letters of the alphabet. Uh, and then the last one, which is probably the most famous version, is the Misotonic University located in Arkham, Massachusetts, which for those, for everyone that doesn't know, that's usually the place Lovecraft sets his stories. It is a fictional town he made up and it's where we get Arkham Asylum from, from Batman. I learned you something. Was that Ashley? Yeah, right there. I heard meow, and I don't know if it was her or one of my girls. Oh, it's her. She's over here wanting attention. Oh, okay. There are also many copies of the book, but they're typically owned by private, like in private libraries. Basically, when Lovecraft couldn't think of something, he was just like, oh, and this person had a Necronomicon. He, he didn't try. Obviously. <laughs> I feel like this is the Trigger Lorna hour. <laughs> uh, basically, that's it for the Necronomicon in Lovecraft work. It's just for it's just a book that really caught on, especially in pulp culture, which we're going to talk about. Because I feel like everybody has seen some kind of version of the Necronomicon because it has appeared in video games. Movies, TVs, all sorts of stuff. And of course, the first one we're going to talk about is the best version. The Necronomicon Ex Mortis, a.k.a. the Book of the Dead, from the Evil Dead series. We have to talk about that one first because it's probably the most famous version. I mean, that's her. Because I want to talk about mine. But that is the book everyone typically pictures. It is bound in human flesh, written in blood, has a face on the cover and an ear on the back. Yeah, that threw me off. Yeah. A lot of people that a lot of people that make a Necronomicon for props usually forget about the ear in the back. But uh, this version appears in Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2. Army of Darkness, Ash versus Evil Dead. Uh, oh yeah, it is the Evil Dead remake, and the most famous surprise of it. Well, uh, in movie version, where is it? Uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Jason goes to hell. Where yeah, the book I remember is that. Seen, where the book is seen in a in uh, Jason's mother's cabin where it's hinted at that Jason is a deadite. Here is why the book was there. A lot of people thought that book was going to be the introduction to Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. But in reality, the director of the movie just kind of snuck the book on and just hid it somewhere where he didn't think people would see it because he wanted the book in there. Nobody else wanted the book there. Uh, the director was just a fanboy, and he snuck the book back there. I mean, it's Sam. What do you expect? Yeah. Uh, I also think the Necronomicon... I might be wrong on this one because I don't watch the show a lot. I think the Necronomicon appears in uh, 
The Walking Dead, just a quick little cameo on when they find yes. a cabin in the woods. Uh, Speaking of, yes, it's referenced in a cabin in the woods, like very slightly, apparently. Which absolutely love that movie. That's such Still, a good movie. Have not seen it in so long. I really need to go back and watch it. It's so like, good. You know, it has a Power Ranger in it. It it does. Yeah, it does. And, I and just Thor. haven't seen it in so long. And Thor, yeah. And the guy from the final guy, one of the final guys from Blood Sucking Bastards, I believe. I don't know. I haven't watched that one yet. Ah! I have a list of things I need to watch. I have a problem. But yeah, you know where they show the chart? Yeah. In that movie, that's one of the most, that is, I think, one of the top 10 most paused movies. It has scenes. to be, just to see what's on there. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not watched Cabin in the Woods, watch it's it. Funny. Because not uh, because it has zombies from the Left from Dead Left for Dead games, and we were supposed to get a cabin in the woods level for Left for Dead, but it never happened. And I was upset. wait, they're in the game in the movie. Yeah, the uh, Boomer and the Witch. Do, do Bullshit. You want me? When you watch the movie again, watch when the main girl and the stoner are in the glass cases, and it's sh- zooming out, showing a bunch of the monsters. You will see the witch and a boomer. You, do, you, do you want me to read the list real quick? That yes. I have here? All right. It's got werewolf, alien, beast, mutants, race, zombies, rep, reptiles. No, reptilius. Oh. Reptilius. Uh, I was about to say, that's probably the giant snake they showed. Uh, no, it says giant snake in a separate. Thing. Oh, shit. Uh, clowns, witches, sexy witches. Sexy witches. Hell, Lord. Oh, Lorna. Aww. Angry, molesting tree. That's Evil Dead. Uh huh. Giant snake. Deadites. That's Evil Dead. Kevin, oh. mummy, the bride, the scarecrow folk, snowman, dragon bat. So just a mm-hmm. dragon. No, 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 no. Dragon Bat. This is a dragon whose parents were killed in an alleyway and has sworn vengeance. <laughs> um, vampire. Dis- oh, dismemberment goblins. Oh, goblins. Sugar Plum Fairy. Shut up, Goblin the Goblin. I shout Goblin and Ashley comes running like, yes, you're called. You called them my dad? Uh, the reanimated unicorn Huron. What, me? No, not Huron, Huron. Oh, huh. Uh, Sasquatch Wendigo Yeti is all on one line. Dolls, the doctors, redneck, redneck torture family. So, deliverance. I I think the redneck torture family. I think that's the one that was actually in the movie. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, Jack Lantern, was... Giant, The Twins. Ooh. The Twins. Oh my gosh. Thank you, honey, for bringing me food. You're welcome. I am loved. He's so cute. But yeah, that, that, that's a 
<laughs> I can't talk today. Did the same thing during training. I was like, <laughs> I have not had any alcohol today either. I have. I, have I need to. I have to go to the gym, so. No. That's fair. But, yeah, that's the chart that I just read. It's funny. If y'all haven't watched Cabin in the Woods, it has a, it has probably my favorite version of a mermaid. It has a psychotic unicorn. This movie has everything. All of your weird horror tropes plus some. I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm not a stoner, but I did want his cup. Yes. I, I did would, want that cup so badly. If, if I had a job that would let me, I would be a stoner. Which, if a, a lot of people that have met me are surprised when they find out I am not one. <laughs> now, uh, back to the Necronomicon, because that is the focus of this episode. Uh, the Necronomicon has been mentioned in... Sorry, my aunt just texted me. And don't forget, it's also an Iceland Kill song. I'm getting there. We're getting to songs. Well, okay. I don't know if the book it's... Oh, no, wait. Cold Dead Night, Angels Cry. Yeah, it's in, the, it's in the first chorus, and then the tape recording from the second movie is mentioned in there. Can I... When, when, when can I talk about my book? <sighs> Go ahead. I'll do comics Yay! in a second. Go ahead. Yeah, because we're not done with pop culture. So well, pop culture is probably going to finish up this episode because look, we've done the history of the Necronomicon. There just wasn't a lot, but it's something important in H.P. Lovecraft to cover. I mean, if you want to finish and then we can save mine for last, that's fine. Oh, no, go ahead. Okay. We, we so do have to make an episode. That's fair. Uh, many of you will remember one of the greatest Brendan Fraser movies ever. Besides Encino Man, I see that look. I, I, was, ta- I, was, I wasn't looking. I was trying to read something. I know, but that, but you gave me, like, as you're reading, you're looking at it like this. Like that judgmental look because I didn't say Encino Man first. It's just uh, the eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I am simply talking about The Mummy. One of my favorite movies that mentions a type of Necronomicon. But it is known as the Black Book of the Dead or the Book of Amun-Ra. Or hold on, no, that's the wrong one. No, yeah, Amun- the, the Black Book of the Dead. The, uh, yeah, the Book that- of Hominoptera. The Book of Hominoptera was the Black Book. Which was said to give life to the dead. And many of you may not remember, there was also the Golden Book of Amun-Ra, which brought uh, death to mortals. Now, are those Necronomicons or just Book of Dead? They're technically not Necronomicons because they are spells. There are spells in them. It's not technically the Necronomicon, though, because well, it's well, just I mean, a grimoire. It's a, it's a grimoire. And, well, well, no, I can see it has a connection because it is the Book of well, the it's Dead. Really, it's, it's another, pop, it's another uh, pop culture of a Book of the Dead, is what I mean. Because each one had their own little, every uh, culture had their own version of it. 
Y'all keep talking. I have to send a picture of me flipping off Nathan. I That's can't. lovely. Okay. But yeah, it just I it was before I watched um Army of Darkness and all that, like this was my very first look into a book of the dead. It was just kind of interesting that the black book brought life to to the dead and the golden book killed mortals. I'm just like, okay, what? Egyptians were some weird people. I mean, uh, they were fascinating and wonderful too. Yeah. No, no, I um, mean like <laughs> how the books are, I mean. Have you seen America lately? Don't get me started. Have you seen our gas prices lately? That's not relevant. <laughs> I know. I That's all over the world. That's all over the world. Gas is like seven plus dollars in London, so. I will, Listeners, I, will say, I do want to remind everyone, we were going to switch to solar power, but then a bunch of people voted against it because they thought we were going to take energy from the sun. That's kind of what it does. People. But yeah, <laughs> I, I love how uh, the Black Book had a scarab and the Gold Book had an eye. Because like, Kyle, you remember uh, Moon Knight, right? The last episode? Yeah, the the eye. I like how they mentioned that again. The I, was like, hey, I, never, I was like, I never caught that. Eye of Horus, eye of Ra. Yeah. And then, but, what 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 statue was the book under? If I remember correctly, the black book was under Anubis. Yeah, the black book was under Anubis, and uh, the gold book was under Horus. There you go. Yeah, it's That's been exactly a what I was going to say to you. I haven't seen those movies <laughs> in so long, and I need to go back and watch them. Watch Anubis the is one. it's so good. Is it better. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I like sorry, how you both ignored me on that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was looking up Anubis because he's my he's my favorite Egyptian uh, deity. And True was talking to me, so. No, I just said watch the Tom Cruise one because it's so good. So I'm just going to leave. <laughs> yeah. But, ladies and gentlemen, we don't actually like Tom Cruise on here. So there's to to be fair, I like Mission Impossible. I don't. I don't but like the Mission is, Impossibles. This is this is before I my favorite I Tom Cruise movie. I dropped my mic. <laughs> my favorite Tom Cruise movie is the one where he dies over and over again. Now oh, I I, oh God. I will say that is one of my favorites because if you listen closely when he gets run over there, he does like a little yelp. There's only two Tom Cruise movies that I actively own and watch. Which ones? Wait, is the Mission Impossible with Henry Cavill? I've actually never seen that movie. But no, it's none of the Mission Impossible movies. What is it then? Top Gun. Nope. Damn. Any, 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 any guesses? What's the movie where he's the lawyer, the Navy lawyer? You can't handle the truth. Oh, okay. A Few Good Men, right? I don't know. That's not a bad one. Or is it A Few Good Men? I don't remember. But that's not a bad movie. It's not one of my favorites. But it's not bad. But no. I don't know most of these. Uh, I only know Mission Possible. Dude, 
gotta know the movie I'm about to say. I may, I may, just Based I don't know a lot of Louisiana. It. Has Brad Pitt in it? Kirsten Dunst. Oh, interview. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I already know he was. Oh, yeah, I did. He, yeah. For some yeah. reason, my mind was saying Lost Boys. I was like, no, it's not Lost Boys. No, but that was the same. Okay. Now, you were getting there. And then The Outsiders. He's in The Outsiders. I have oh, yeah, he is. The Outsiders. Are so oh, my God. It's like my favorite book. And I cry every time I watch the movie. Ah, oh, it breaks my heart. My two favorite Tom Cruise movies are Top Gun. And uh, I just I just mentioned and uh, the one Kyle said the one where he dies over and over. Yeah, hold on, I'm actually gonna look that up because I Isn't know that Vanilla Sky. No, hold on. I know the tagline is "Live, Die, Repeat," and that's what I kept calling. Edge it. of Tomorrow. Wow. Oh. Yeah, it's 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 Never Edge of it. Tomorrow because I remember seeing him in a suit. Oh, okay. I will say, okay, sorry. Three movies. Jack Reacher was really good, too. I'm kind of excited to see the new series. Hang on, y'all keep talking. I want to look something up real quick. Apparently he was a Tropic Thunder. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Yeah, for a little bit. I'm just messing with you. I'm trying to distract you. (laughs) Um, But no, I absolutely love the Mummy movies. The the lore in them is pretty good. Pretty good. Not the best. Uh, Anubis is amazing. He's my favorite. I have an Ankh on my back for a reason. He nice. loves his symbol. Yep. I want an Anubis portrait on my what is this shoulder? Right shoulder. Like I'm I'm excited about that one. Because there's two like real realistic-ish portraits that I want. And it's a realistic bat. And I just realized you were sharing your screen. Um, no, I'm not. You still are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a realistic bat. And I want it to be a Townsend's big eared bat. I want that as like a realistic portrait. And then I want as close to realistic as you can get for Anubis. Excuse me. Because I mean, there, there has been depictions, but there's no actual photograph of Anubis. So, by the way, um, I just read that the Necronomicon was featured in an episode of House. What? Yeah. It's just a glimpse of it. And it's this guy who who is a practitioner. And apparently, like, there's just a glimpse of it as they're going, as they're doing their research in his house. To do like um oh proximity uh, yeah figure out what's wrong with him yeah that proximity research basically and apparently there's a shot and it just it's a book that says Necronomicon with a pentagram on top of it I'm like oh would have never guessed but it's house all right so the reason I'm sharing this picture this is from Pumpkinhead two and this is the scene. I guess I haven't watched the movie. It's in a witch's house. How the fuck did I not notice that? It has the Necronomicon. Here's the thing that I wanted to point out to y'all. I looked this up 
And I thought, wow, this is a really shitty design for the Necronomicon. Then I realized it's upside down. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a really good design. It's a it's a spot on design for the Evil Dead one. But I'm like, wow, that is mm-hmm. just ugly. And then I realized it was upside down. I am so angry. At yourself? Yes. Pumpkinhead <laughs> 2 is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Pumpkinhead is one of my favorite horror film characters. Just the design of the suit and just how the movies were done. And just, oh. Well, the Necronomicon also appears in Marvel Marvel Zombies versus the Army of Darkness, which fucking love that comic series. But I mean, that makes sense. It makes, I need to find it. It sounds interesting. It's expensive. I figured. It's expensive. Not like, super expensive, but it's expensive. Like how expensive? Uh, I think last time I looked on Amazon, it was maybe $130. Okay, nope, never mind. I might be wrong. I'd have to double check. But I, I check every now and then so that hopefully I find it at a decent price and can get it. <laughs> That's fair. But uh, that is... That book got real famous for get, making the Necronomicon sentient and having it argue with Ash constantly. <laughs> I want more of there. that. Oh, Kyle. True, I just brought this up because we're talking about Army of Darkness. Nice. She got that for me a long time ago. Yeah, it's the I have not looked at them in a while because I don't want to mess them up. So if I ever get to meet Bruce, he might sign this one. Well, I tried inviting his son to Tangents because his son is a Twitch streamer. And I never heard back. So I'm not going to be super upset because I didn't send him a private email or a private message. I sent him just a Twitter status like, hey, I'm doing this show on Sunday if you want in. And he probably gets tagged in a lot of stuff. So I wonder what would happen if you sent a uh, a message to Bruce Campbell. I got okay. I need to find it because I'm going to print it out and have him sign it. He Bruce Campbell liked one of my tweets. <laughs> there you go. It was when he announced that he wasn't going to make it to. Uh, Arkansas Comic Con because of COVID and everything, and I made. Yeah, I, think, big, I think he was filming Black Friday. I made this big status about, oh no, that's horrible. And Travel restrictions. End, yeah, at the end, I was like, no, this is completely understandable. Hopefully, you'll make it to. Uh, I'm not. Hopefully, you make it to next year or an upcoming year. And he liked it, and I was like, oh, Bruce Campbell acknowledged me. <laughs> I felt that way when Ben Bruce replied to one of my comments on his. On one yeah. of his Instagram posts, I was like, oh, oh, oh yes. <laughs> Had a little mini fangirl moment. I was like, ah. Like, everyone's going to show up to to him to have them sign, like, a chainsaw or something. And then there's me just holding up a printed tweet where it says, Bruce Campbell liked this. <laughs> I really need this to happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, I kind of want him to sign... Um, one of my Xena DVD cases. Ooh. That's the first time I ever remember seeing him because it it was later 
I was like in my teens when I actually saw all the Evil Dead movies. But I've watched Xena since I was a tiny, tiny one. And I remember Autolycus because I was just like, he's so cool. And he's <laughs> funny. And the, the, the facial hair and the chin, it was just, I was just like, I really like this guy. Well, and for, then, the, <laughs> for the longest time, I thought there was only two Evil Dead movies. Because Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2 are so similar. I just I kept thinking they were the same movie and I thought there was only Evil Dead and then Army of Darkness. So when uh when I went to Walmart and saw Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, I was like, the fuck? I love the fact that the Army of Darkness DVD cover. And all like the movie poster is just like this awesome like romance novel cover yeah. or like fantasy novel cover. I'm like, oh, oh, they did that right. They did that right. And then you watch the movie and you're like, oh. <laughs> Which just a reminder for all of our Evil Dead fans, uh, the time between Army of Darkness and Evil Dead 2 is less than a couple of hours. So Ash was already getting a new girlfriend within a couple of hours of his true love oh. dying in Evil yep. Dead. Yep. <laughs> Just a reminder on that one. And then other things happen. Yeah. When she pulls back that veil, you just pretty much had the same, the same reaction. Oh, you got real ugly. honey you got real ugly real quick i think okay look i was thinking about that at work today and i feel like half that movie wasn't scripted i wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't it's sam raimi what do you expect well just a reminder sam raimi wanted army of darkness to be the original follow-up to evil dead and he wanted it to be a very serious movie and then no one would finance him. So he had to make Evil Dead 2 as basically the same movie as Evil Dead. And then people were like, oh, wow. Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi are fucking hilarious together. <laughs> I mean, if you get to see Multiverse Madness. Yes. I love the Raimi brothers. Yes. Which Sam Raimi's brother might be reprising his role from Ash vs. Evil Dead as a uh, DLC character for the Evil Dead game. His brother was in that? Yeah. In season three, I believe, when Ash goes to prison and he he has like... You know, he was also in an episode of Supernatural. He was. He also voiced... Okay, uh, Drew, did you ever play the old Evil Dead games where Ash had like the little person sidekick? Uh, yes, where you kicked it around. <laughs> yes, that was he was voiced by Sam Raimi's brother, Ted Raimi. Oh, yep. okay. So, Doctor Whirlpool ever be one of my favorite characters <laughs> in like all of TV history? It's like him, Lafayette from True Blood. Um, which I was about uh, to ask, he was wasn't he a character in Xena too? Where him Dog and Bruce caused a lot of trouble together. Yes, <laughs> it's wonderful. It's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> sorry, I'm joking. Right. Rice. 
Uh, back to the Necronomicon. Well, honestly, listeners, as I said, there's not a lot about the Necronomicon. It's just a, it's just kind of an important Lovecraft thing I have to go over since I'm doing a Lovecraft marathon. So it appears in multiple movies, multiple video games. Uh, let me find one that might sound familiar for people. Uh, it was in an issue of Heavy Metal, the comic series, which I need to read those. Uh, it appears in the video game Crusader Kings 2 as an artifact. I never played those games, so... I don't game. <laughs> <laughs> don't game. Uh, while not mentioned by name, in Stephen King's The Eyes of the Dragon, the evil wizard Flag, who most of you might remember from uh, the T Dark Tower series and The Last Stand, he had a book that would be used to raise the dead and hold many dark secrets. It was the Necronomicon without being called the Necronomicon. What's up, Lorna? I just watched The Librarian, The Return to King Solomon's Mines, and it just clicked that Flynn is reading from a book and spirits are starting to arise. <laughs> Yeah, the no, Necronomicon has appeared in just about everything. I think there's a Necronomicon coloring book. I'd have to double check. Probably. But, uh... Oh, no. No, ma'am. Ash! Goblin. Uh, just... So I was looking up Ted Raimi's stuff, and I never realized that he was Hoffman. In... Spider-Man. Remember the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? Yeah. The guy that J that Jameson was yelling at, Hoffman. Yep. Oh, okay. Because when I saw Sam Raimi's, like, I was thinking Ted was Sam. Because no. I never saw Sam's face until now. I was about to say, I don't think, I don't think Sam does, like, Stan Lee and Stephen King and appear in his movies. No, it's like, he doesn't show up. It's like, he just directs them. And it's always like, I've always seen Ted thinking that was Sam. Because as I'm seeing, like, I looked up Ted Raimi stuff, like, but that doesn't look anything. And I look up Sam, like, oh, that's why. <laughs> uh, Ted was also in one of my favorite cartoons on G4 TV. Code Monkeys? Yep. Oh, shit. That was a good show. <laughs> I, hope I need to rewatch it. It probably hasn't aged well. It probably has. It's probably like the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger movie just hasn't aged really well. Which one? The first one. Yeah. The one y'all talked about on the B show. Hey, first of all. I don't have to be nice about it until Sunday. You're hurting my feelings. You well, don't have to be nice about it on this show, period. Thank you. It's hurting my feelings. Well, Drew, you cost me a bet, so I don't care about your feelings. Hey, right I now. was trying to. <laughs> uh, honestly, that's really all I've got for the Necronomicon. I didn't think there was going to be a whole lot because it's not 
Plus, the H.P. Lovecraft episode went a little bit long because we covered his entire life. Uh, like I said, H.P. Lovecraft was kind of lazy when it came to writing his own lore because it was, oh, I could sit here and come up with ideas for monsters, or I could just say, oh, it would drive you mad if I described them. Lovecraft, I love his books, but Lovecraft was kind of lazy when it came to describing things, when it came to ideas. But this is also the man who turned an AC unit into a monster, so. Okay, so what they called it in the librarian movie was the Key of Solomon, a book. Would give the reader control over time and space and therefore, you know, bringing people back from the dead. Wait, These I'm are good movies. Now, now I gotta look up to see if the Necronomicon ever appeared in Supernatural. No. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, I don't know, because I haven't watched anything past, like, the first appearance of God's sister. So. <laughs> because it just got kind of boring to me. But I do, listeners, I highly recommend. Uh, uh, now, I do like cheesy movies. Mildly cheesy movies. I highly recommend the Librarian uh, trilogy because it goes over the the different lores and like mythical things in the world, and you get a look inside the the actual library, and it's got you know, excuse me, Excalibur, who is who's which is a magical sword, and it's got like, excuse me, the um, Ark of the Covenant. It's got Pandora's box in it. You see Noah's Ark, like all of these historical, super important artifacts and like texts and everything is featured in these series. And in the show, guess who plays Santa Claus? St. Nick. Who? Wait, Tim Allen. Nope. We were literally just talking about him. Ed Raimi? Nope. Yeah. I'm going through everyone we just talked about. Not Tom Cruise. Uh-huh. Bruce Campbell. Uh-huh. Ah! I saw that. Oh, like I said, in the series, the series is good. It's got it's got Noah Wiley in it. And it's also got like Rebecca Romaine. It's got Christian Kane. You've got um the lore is so good. I highly recommend the movies and the series. I need to finish actually watching the series, but like if you love history and if you like magic and fantasy and things like that, watch these movies, the, the series. The third movie, guess what it's about? What? Vampires. And it, 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 okay. One of my favorite vampire legends, and this is kind of a preview of what I'll be do- talking about over probably, you know, the months of me talking about vampires, is the Children of Judas. Also, the movie Dracula kind of touches on this. Uh, One of the vampire legends that is actually more common than you'd think is that the first vampire was Judas. That's why his head with the silver. Uh Uh-huh. Now, the children of Judas are vampires that apparently can drain a person to one bite. 
and they leave three X's carved in the, the, the victim's skin, representing anybody? Anybody? The 30 pieces of silver. Mm. Yeah. All right. And then Dracula 2000, Dracula, quote unquote, is Judas, and they play into that lore, and I'm just like, oh, I love it. <laughs> Hence, you know, does not like silver, does not like Christian objects, like, ah. Oh! And then the third movie is called The Curse of the Judas Chalice. The Judas Chalice is a silver chalice made from the 30 pieces of silver. And it is known, it is known to have basically dominion over vampires whoever controls the chalice can control vampires but it has to be a vampire that has the chalice like it's insane but it's so cool that was my little rant (laughs) and it was a happy one this time i have no rants because i just don't really touch on everything like Look, I'm not into the history as much as Lorna is. I'm just still upset that I never realized that about Pumpkinhead. <laughs> Drew is dwelling on Pumpkinhead. And I'm also slightly out of it. Long day at work. Yeah. Well, but yes, Kyle, Drew, watch those movies. Okay, I'll add them to the list. With the they are directed by Jonathan Frakes. Do you know who that is? I know you're going to say a movie, and I'm going to realize. Not a movie. What? It was a show. Supernatural. Like, nope. Star Trek. Next Generation. Okay. If it's not. Lieutenant Riker. Yeah. Oh. I was about to say, I didn't get into Star Trek. You said oh, the library. You don't like movies, any right? of the space ones. Look, I had <laughs> Stargate Atlantis. It had exactly what I wanted. I was happy. I know, I know. No, my, my big one was Quantum Leap. That was a good one. Quantum yes, Leap was good. And then, oh, what's the one that had Jerry O'Connell and Jonathan Reese? Yes, that was a good one. I like that one a lot. Yeah, my dad and I, we whenever I was homesick, we would turn on G4 and watch the Quantum Leap Marathon. We were happy. Quantum Leap was such a good series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quantum Leap has a connection to Star Trek. Quantum Leap was Scott Bakula, right? Yes. Okay. He was in one of the, he was the captain in one of the Star Trek series. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I can play this kind of trivia game all day long. Oh, yeah. I am always on IMDb being like, who this is. I've seen them before. What movie were they in? And I will remember it. And it's creepy because I need to be remembering other things other than what actors were in what movies or TV shows and how they all connect. Well, <laughs> we need to get we need to get trivia pursuit, like movie trivia pursuit or something. But we need to get an updated one because there's one I saw that was like, which of these actors hasn't played Batman? Michael Keaton, George Clooney, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck. 
This was before Ben Affleck got announced to play Batman. Yeah, yep. I remember that. Uh, I would get that wrong every time. Ben Affleck. Wait. Hey. Hey, I like Ben Affleck better than I like Chris Bales. God, yes. I wish and he was were, still doing it too. People were getting us. I saw they were getting upset that he was too brutal or whatever in that one scene in Batman for Superman. I'm like, obviously, you've never seen The Dark Knight. Obviously, you don't know how much pent up rage Bruce Wayne actually has. Michael yeah. Keaton set a man on fire with his car. Right. <laughs> I'm My, pretty okay, sure it and- was Danny Elfman. No, no, not Danny Elfman. Uh, 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 oh, oh, Ape Sapien. Oh, oh crap. my God. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Because he was a uh, golem and. Oh, God. No, not, Shit. Not Andy, he's he's not Andy fucking Circus. Alfred in the new Batman movie. What's not he? Andy no, Circus. no, not, not Andy Circus. Circus. I'm talking about Abe Sapien. Um, Bill. Hellboy. Yeah. Silver Surfer. Oh. Why can I not remember this now? Oh, my God. I cursed myself. Because he just appeared at a con and we all wanted to go see him. Yep, yep. Billy from Hocus Pocus. I'm so mad at myself right now. I really am. What were we talking about before that? My brain just went... We were talking Um, about Batman. Oh, and uh, he also blew up Jones. Why did I say Bill? Because Billy. Billy. Yeah. yeah. Doug Jones. Yeah, he uh, if I remember it's the, the second one was still Michael Keaton, right? Yes. That had okay. Catwoman. Yeah, and he it was snowing and he blew up a guy. Okay. Him lighting someone on fire and blowing up a guy with a bomb, y'all could sit there and say, Oh well, he had something planned off screen to help them. Like they could have rolled in the snow Not, or something. No. no. Here's the one you can't explain to me. The guy he dropped from the top of a bell tower, he didn't shoot him with a grappling gun or nothing. He just held a guy, interrogated him, and fucking dropped a guy from the top of a bell tower. That he dude is dead. He yeah. dropped him into a trash can. We don't know. No, no, no. Don't it jump in him. The inside of a bell tower, like the bell above him. There was no plan. That dude is fucking dead. <laughs> and but now I'm just... sad. And Jeremy and I have already had this conversation. Now I'm sad because we probably won't get the Flash movie with Michael Keaton returning as Batman. Yeah, because somebody had to go and fight people. God damn it, Ezra Miller. Look, I saw this thing where they're potentially they were talking about replacing Ezra Miller with Dylan O'Brien for The Flash, please. I like Grant Gunson. They can't. DCEU. And the DC doesn't have an EU. The extended universe. DC doesn't know what they're doing. Outside of animated movies, no, they don't. Exactly. The fuck, Lorna. I will say, I will say the Black Adam trailer was fucking sexy. I'm about to watch it. I am excited about that movie. I love the fact that Pierce Brosnan is Dr. Fate. Mm-hmm. I am beyond excited about that. All right. They could not have picked anyone better. Here's the thing. I absolutely hate Shazam. I don't care about that character. I liked Black Adam. I went and saw the Shazam movie 
and I enjoyed it. So I've got high hopes for the Black Adam movie. Shazam was probably one of my favorite DC movies. Zachary Levi was perfect for it. I'm sitting sitting here like, if they can make me care about this character I absolutely hate, I can't wait to see what they do with Black Adam. And The Rock. I think my favorite thing is the whole thing with Shazam is towards the end where there's like, uh, he gets Superman to join him for lunch, and Friday's just like, <gasps> "Yeah, that was actually great." That you was play gay. Superman in that scene. No, uh, his stunt double, of course, because mm-hmm. it can't be Henry, unfortunately. Oh God, no! Sadly, uh, yeah, but it's like seriously, it could have gonna... been. It was just probably scheduling issues. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it no, I nice. think did Shazam come out after they announced they weren't doing any more Superman movies with him? I think so. I don't know. But yeah, it, honestly, if DC they are to replace the Flash, doing. if they were to replace Ezra Miller, please be Dylan O'Brien. He's got the goofiness as Styles from Teen Wolf. He would be a perfect Barry Allen. Or, or even, or even, um, oh god. Or better idea, just he scrap the Flash and give us a Constantine movie. A better that. one than the one with Keanu Reeves. How do I mute Kyle again? Now, hey, 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 that was still a good one, but it was definitely a Keanu Reeves movie. Yes. I will say that movie is the reason why we call him Constantine instead of Constantine. Because in the old comics, I I have it somewhere in one of my pages, Constantine pronounced it Constantine. And then the movie makers came out they saw the name. They never read the comics, and they were like, "Oh, it's pronounced Constantine." And now that just kind of took off because a lot of people saw. I the like movie. that a lot better. I need I need to watch the movie again. It's been so long. Look, I love Peter Stormare. <clears throat> He's absolutely amazing. He always plays just really amazing characters, and just like. My movie didn't start where it's supposed to start. Sorry. <laughs> I looked up, I was like, I haven't watched this much of this movie. But <laughs> sorry. It, but, the movie's just been playing in the background the whole time we're recording. Why are we like an hour in this movie? What the hell? No, because I had already watched one movie and I started a different movie and it started like three quarters of the way in and I was really confused. And yeah. Now, you have to rewind the VCR. I don't have a VCR anymore. A lot of our listeners, like the younger ones, are sitting there going, what the hell's a VCR? What's a VHS? What is this stuff? Blockbuster. Okay, got me this one the other day. Um, no, because she knows what CDs and DVDs are. But, uh, nope, I don't remember it now. I mentioned it and it... It's gone. All right. Drew, you got anything, buddy? Not really. We just keep going off on tangents with me, so nope. That's okay. No, no, I mean, I just, I've, I'm, I'm having my little rant about the Flash now, even though Kyle's a jerk. Nah. Okay, you know what? Drew, go ahead. Say what you want about the Flash. We're listening. For our listeners, I muted him. So anyway, I knew you were going to do it. How did you unmute yourself? You, 
you could have someone mute you and you could unmute yourself. You still have controls over. And no, I've just, I just already had. Well, I've already, sir. Had, I already have my, had my rant. It just, I would really love to see Dylan O'Brien play Barry Allen. I, I think he would have a lot of fun with it. Honestly, I think if, they're going to stop with the flash for a little while after this. Or, or if not Barry, um, Because God, was... this, this movie was supposed to reset everything and start a new uh, start a new DC extended universe. But now we don't know what's going to happen. Because um, okay. if Ezra Miller is still going to have a Flash movie, it's going to bomb. Yeah. Uh, they've Apparently they were already cut out Amber Heard from Aquaman 2, yep. which... I'm going to say God. it. She probably didn't have that big of a role if they were able to cut it out this quickly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, true, it just reminded me. If if not Barry Allen, I would love for him to play Wally West. Just like the Injustice, or the Young Justice. The Justice League cartoon. Wasn't Wally the Flash for like 20 years afterwards? Too? Yeah, it's like in, in Justice League, the cartoon that came out in the 90s, he was the Flash. Yeah. And that's I feel like... Uh, I feel like uh, Dylan would have so much more fun with that role because Wally wasn't as serious. And let's be honest here, Lorna, can Dylan be serious for five minutes? Maybe. I have faith in him. If he's not scripted to be serious, you know he can't be. Fair, fair. Yeah, okay, Kyle. On the Nogetsune episodes, Styles is turning into a jerk. And behind the scenes, you see him just being mean to um oh mm-hmm. you see him being mean to Tyler and all that just flipping him off cussing at him basically get out of my way just being in character the whole time nice so what happens when you're working with the same show for almost seven years I mean if we're going to talk about movie tangents does anyone want to talk about the fact that Morbius got pulled from theaters became an internet meme went back into theaters and then flopped again I, just because memes are pop are getting popular with it, don't don't try to re-release it. Sony legitimately thought people loved the Morbius movie. It's so sad. I, I mean, I liked it, item, but I did. I did like it. It was really good, but it could have been a lot better. <laughs> oh, no, stop it! It's rude. It's teasing. It's his Momoa. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I love it. I do. Um, I don't know. Do you know what I, my favorite I, alcoholic drink is? Moses. Yeah, it's my boy. I know you're just making a Momoa reference, but that is oh, actually yeah. one of my favorites. That's also one of my favorites. So <laughs> I actually haven't had a mimosa until recently. Oh, they like, are so good. The last my fat when my aunt moved down here, we did a big uh, New Year's party, and she made mimosas, and I think that was the first time I had one, and I was like, "This isn't bad." They're not I bad, thought- but when it comes to brunch drinks, I much prefer a Bloody Mary. I haven't had one of those yet. I like if like non-alcoholics. I like uh, Shirley Temple's animal crackers in my, my soup. soup. Monkeys and rabbits loop the loop. Okay, Shoji, there. well I have fun. 
swallowing animals one by one. That's dark as hell. The only time I heard that song was the Shirley Temple collection commercials that would come yeah. on at three in the morning. And I thought the song was animal crackers in my soup. Some of them read a few are blue. I was 20 something years old when I saw the lyrics and I was like, that's the song. I've been mastered my entire life. Uh, I forgot what I was going to talk about. I was about to say, does anyone have another tangent they want to go on? Because y'all, sorry, there's not a lot about the Necronomicon. I'd like to be on tangents. There's not a lot. I need to have you two on tangents. Happy Pride Month, everyone. Happy Pride Yay. Month. Y'all want to come on? Hang on. Let me look up the date. Because this Sunday, I, I've i already confirmed it with them, and I'm going to do an announcement later. But this Sunday, I'm going to have Chris and Tori on tangents, and we're going to talk about Twitch streaming and things like that. And then, uh, let's see, the 26th, I want to do some kind of special tangents for Pride Month, just because that it's the last Sunday of Pride Month. Uh, so we'll probably, I might talk to y'all to see if y'all want to come on the 26th. We can get, you know, because we'll have a pansexual, a bisexual, Drew, and then we can get some I... other people. <laughs> um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. So you know that's going to be after Litha, right? The solstice party. That's the day after the oh, solstice yeah. party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that might we be, might be recording at my, at my place. We might do that. Because I'm off the 26. We'll figure something we'll out. We'll do it. We'll get it. All right. Announcements. Do we have any? Uh, my episode next week. Duh. Well, like, yeah, come but... on, Kyle. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it, but at Fail. the same time, I want you to make fun of me. So I don't know where I stand on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Before we get week. to that. We got to do the other announcements, of course. So just hold that pose. Uh, Drew and Nathan have an episode of Common Sense out where they talk about, because I do listen to Common Sense because it's one of my favorite writing shows, even though fucking Nathan won't use the NH Media login and they keep 40-minute episodes. Nathan. How do you think I felt about the Deno episode? They just had an episode where they talked about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and Super Sentai. So, Drew, if you want to talk about that for a quick second. Yes, because not a lot of people realize that, as we've said in the show, uh, our first team was their 16th team. It actually started in 1975. If I remember correctly, with Himitsu Sentai Go Ranger. Mm-hmm. You know what? If you watch, uh, what is it? The toys that made us. I, I think, think it's yeah. the oh, toys yeah. that made us. 
and they do an episode about the power rangers or the shows that made us or whatever it was they do an episode about the power rangers and they talk about how saban uh bought like the rights to it and stuff like that and was just like so gung-ho about it and i've i loved it i thought it was so cool just knowing that little bit of history there see the thing that kills me is i never realized that as a kid that it wasn't it was different footage because if you if you look at it and then you go into what how they do like the other like hour shots i was like oh my god you do have to watch the yellow ranger sometimes yeah 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 fun fact about the mighty morph or the uh tooth tiger in the sentai that's a boy that's a guy Mm-hmm. A lot of the Sentais that are we see as uh, like a female yellow is, and it looks like a guy in the suit, because it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were there were very few female Yellow Rangers. Well, I didn't know that Super Sentai was like sixteen seasons in by the time we got Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. Fun fun fact about Go Ranger, as we said in the. Uh, episode their their main weapon as a team you know everyone had like that giant cannon or something yeah. theirs was a foot that theirs was a football that they kicked around and it turned into whatever they needed <laughs> like one time was even a uh dump truck or garbage truck sorry well i told nathan when y'all talk about the uh 2017 movie or whatever year it was that it came out i want to be on that episode because i have no, thoughts fair. about that movie my, my, my favorite line from that whole movie, yippee-ki-yay, that's enough. But I, I have good thoughts about that movie, and I have bad thoughts about that movie. I do like oh, the yeah, fact yeah, mother, that the Blue Ranger was on the spectrum. Yes. I'm going to put that out there. That was amazing representation. I yes. love him. That's a, and that I, goes I down the, under the good thoughts. I hate the fact that they killed him and then brought him back. I cried in the theaters. I did too. Like, I was full on crying in the theaters. And I don't cry in the theaters a lot. Well, apparently, I know. I was about to say. Every movie we're talking about with you having a sad scene in the theaters, you cried in. Princess of the Frog. Spider Man Homecoming. Not Homecoming, but the, 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 the No Way Home. No Way Home. I think um, everyone cried in that one. I tried if you to. You didn't cry, you're wouldn't. fucking heartless. Drew's I tried heartless. to. I was okay. If we're talking about the part, I think we're talking about. I got teary, but I could not cry for some reason. Yes, we're it's talking so about the tasteful nude scene of William Defoe. I wouldn't cry at that. Look, I'm just happy he got to come back as that's Goblin. the movie. Hey, that's the movie he did with uh, Robert Pattinson. That's the lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a movie. Well, yes, it was, and I only watched a little bit of it. <laughs> but let's see, Princess of the Frog, Spider Man, No Way Home, a little bit of Endgame. I I was just pissed at Infinity War, and that you can you know the, the no I I te- I didn't cry, uh, yeah, it, I, I got exactly misty eyed. Well, you know which part I was pissed about and then which part I cried because I told you last time, anytime that Tom Holland cries, I'm going. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to put him on blast. 
Devin cried during the Ghost Rider movie. It was the scene where Nicolas Cage was looking in the mirror and he had his nose up and he kept going, nah, nah, nah. and Devin was laughing so hard he was crying. Oh, he had to go man. stand in the hallway until he could calm himself down. Um, <laughs> it's okay. During I, one of the pirate fair. movies, during one of the pirate movies, uh, where they shoot the monkey out of the cannon. <laughs> you remember oh, that yeah. part? Yeah. Uh, I was sitting in the theater and I, and. It, it got kind of silent and I'll, they put him in there and you can hear all the music and then over the music and like the commotion of the movie, you hear, not the monkey. <laughs> that <Well>, was me. <laughs> Devin, <laughs> like Devin legitimately cried in X-Men Last Stand with uh, when Xavier died. And then, and then Devin and I both cried in I Am Legend. If you didn't cry at that. When he was cuddling the dog. Oh my God. I have never seen that movie in its entirety. I've seen bits and teeny tiny pieces here and there, but I've never seen it in its entirety. Uh, Apparently we're getting a sequel with Michael B. Jordan. And I don't know why, because that movie doesn't deserve a sequel. It it doesn't end on a sequel standpoint, does it? No. it 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 doesn't even end on a prequel standpoint. And the weird part is, I guess they're retconning the ending of the first movie because Will Smith is in this one. So I don't know if he's just flashbacks or if he's a main... I don't know what they're doing with this movie. It's like... And the Joker movie got announced for a sequel. And I'm like, no, the Joker was a good one-and-done movie. We don't need another one. Hmm. See, uh, Stepmom. Stepmom will always get me, like bawling that is such a good just like rip your heart out movie and i ball like ugly cry every time i watch it uh i didn't see it in theaters though so our listeners are like we're still on the necronomicon episode aren't we of course we Uh, are we just don't want to let you know i mean i laughed so hard i cried during army of darkness oh such a good movie Especially when he said, Hail to the King, baby. Because <laughs> I love me some Elvis. And then he went on to play Bubba Hotep and said, Hail to the King again. I was like, oh, no, I remember it. Have you finally seen Bubba Hotep, Kyle? Nope. You're He's got garbage. a list. He has an entire list. Let's get the I list. Have a watch list it. And then I did. Today's my only free day. And I have to watch three episodes of The Boy or The Boys. And then I'm going to play Xbox. Because I haven't had my Xbox in a few days because my parents have shitty internet. Look, I am really tempted to skip the 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 gym to to finish Stranger Things. So I don't blame you. Like, I need to go to the gym. I'm tired. I'll do some push-ups or something. (laughs) Okay. Other announcements? Do we have any... I think Nick released another episode of Original Geek Show. An episode so. of Common Sense is out. Did Jeremy message you about our last week's episode at all? Did he did he message you to to yell at you about our last week's episode at all? Because you know that's tradition by now. He probably did, and I don't remember. The last thing Jeremy and I talked about was uh Right now, we're kind of playing with this idea, so I don't know if it's actually going to happen or not. I'm all down for it. 
he and I just kind of want to record ourselves reacting to ghost videos on YouTube and just trying to figure out if it's real or not, debunking it, things like that. I can do it if it's not right before bed. We might do it. Like, because if make it's that right an before actual bed. YouTube series for NHB. Because we have a YouTube page with nothing on it. Yeah. Well, no, and that's the thing is like, I can do it as long as it's not right before bed. If it's right before bed, I'm going to be a cling on to Jeremy. It's going to be like a dryer sheet on Jeremy. <laughs> I'm sure he's not opposed to that. No. No, because I mean, he took up Joe's house. If I was at Joe's house, I'm going to cling on to Jeremy. <laughs> he took up something scary happening. We have a king size bed, and I swear he slept like on my side of the bed the entire night last night. <laughs> I love it. I love it because like I love cuddling him, but I couldn't move, so I legitimately had to wake him up and was like, "Move that way. <laughs> I can't move. Scoot over. I love okay. you." Okay, no joke. Uh, listeners, I've been staying at my parents' house the past almost week helping them out. So today I got home and I had my full-size bed and I starfished. I just spread out. I was like, oh, I missed you so much. Eagle! Eagle! That was for you, honey. (laughs) Okay, Lorna, go ahead and announce next week's episode because I know you have to get to the gym. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Well, I have pizza that I want to eat at some point. I have a husband I want to go talk to. Say what? I have a husband I want to go talk to. There you go. Drew has a wife he wants to talk to. I have a cat. We love your cat. Okay. So, next week, we are continuing with dragons. And we will be visiting eastern dragons and Mesoamerican dragons because I fully wholeheartedly believe that Quetzalcoatl is a dragon feathered serpent god that can fly what did we talk about my last episode what were dragons before the medieval era giant serpents All righty then. So, <laughs> we will be discussing how Quetzalcoatl is a dragon. Yes. Because she appears in the dragon anime. There's a dragon anime? I don't know. It's uh, Kobayashi's dragon maid. Yes. What? There's like a character that, ha- there's like one character that I think turns into what you're describing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like all, all the main characters, I've never watched it, I've just seen fan art. That kind of fan art. <laughs> and and uh, I guess all the main characters turn into a dragon. Yeah, it's... Ow. But, um, yeah, I also noticed that I'll go over this my next episode because yeah. I will go really deep into this if you don't stop. Hell yeah. I do believe that's all the announcements that I have. Kyle, Drew, any announcements? Any, you know, life-changing events or anything? Nope. Any, any, any happy things? I got to see my cat today. 
<laughs> was adorable. Um, I love her. She's not standing next to me anymore. She walked away. Oh, well. oh I see your tail. Oh, yeah. She's just oh. all tail. She's like a snow leopard. All tail. Just... All right, Lorna, if you want to sign us off. Until next time, stay out of the shadows. Bye. Watch out for dead things. <laughs> <laughs>